0: Welding instructor Alex Declare knows VR training platforms like Forge FX help students master their skills.
1: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
0: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
2: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: So, this is even number, right? Wait. No, this is odd. No, it's even. It's 23. Would you like to say that again? It's even. It's 23. Uh-oh. <laughs>
1: I was right in my head. I just got the- <laughs> all right. I hit record. I got evens and odds mixed up. I had it right. I just it Justin, is an even can, odd.
3: Can I ask? Were, were you at least recording for that? Did oh no. That, can you put that little bit before Don't do the it. little song? Don't do it. Don't show anybody. This dies
1: with the with okay. All right. Go ahead. Put it in. Put it in. Put it in.
3: <laughs> You just said it with so much confidence. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to episode 23, the oddest episode we ever had. uh, Shut uh, up. What? Shut up. What? Anyways, uh, welcome back to uh, How Do We Get Here, the audio podcast road trip that doesn't stop. No,
1: never stopping. No pit stops. You never get to pee. Go in a bottle. And
3: speaking of things that never stop, uh, we're going to be talking about the lucrative miracle that is the Fortnite zeitgeist that has come and gone, and it has come again. Woo! We like
1: Fortnite. We like Fortnite. You know what? I I didn't know if Fortnite had it in it. I really didn't. I didn't know if it would be able to come back like this. I thought it would just be able to, like, you know, you get some crazy collabs. You yeah. know, maybe, maybe get some, like, super pop-off with a Disney. Like, they add Goofy or something. But, like, no, they're just back in a big way after adding the uh, no-build. And I wanted to talk about this because, like, I see it all over the place and you and I actually played in a tournament for
3: it recently. So yeah, it's big. It's just something that like it happened, right? And we <laughs> all accepted it. Because uh-huh. games come out all the time and games disappear all the time. But I don't think anyone was really prepared for what Epic Games did with Fortnite. Because like when this launched, it was not even the first of its kind. No. It's, yeah. It really felt like the hype of this was going to be like PUBG at the time.
1: Well, PUBG was pretty big even and then. And like what,
3: H1Z1 was big too?
1: H1Z1, DayZ, I mm-hmm. think, unless I'm getting my timelines fixed up. I played the first BR, which was called The Culling, which was crazy. Yes, I, I did the play Culling. The Culling too. Oh, I love that game. And I feel like we talked about it before, but I think that uh, Fortnite, like I remember seeing the trailer for it at one of the E3s, and this was before they pivoted to Battle Royale. Because remember, it was supposed to be this like, you know, tower defense thing, I think, where you defend mm-hmm. your fort from zombies and save the world. And everybody's just like, eh, I don't care. Who cares, right? I
3: don't. Yeah. And then oh, it's. This just in a little know, birdie in my ears telling me that there are more than 350 million registered users on Fortnite. And I just want to say, uh, "What? how many countries are bigger than that? Uh, not us. The US is
1: 300 million population. Yeah. So. Maybe like what, China, Russia, China and India. <laughs> I don't know who's bigger than us.
0: Actually, yeah, I, I want to look
1: that up now. Now I'm looking it up because it's like, I think you're right. I think it's China, Russia, uh, definitely India is bigger. But yeah, it's not a common thing. Now, I wonder if those registered users, though, those are people who like probably sign up once and then like never played again. I don't yeah, know how many sure. active users, but it's still got to be in the Probably a hundred million, dude. The game's huge. Yeah. I just think it's. uh I don't know. I, I the fact that the trajectory that it went when it went from just a crazy tower defense game that nobody cared about to this like worldwide phenomenon, and now just a media platform like it's not yeah. even a game.
3: So Fortnite started. It was like a PVE kind of game. You know, it yeah. was a like person versus environment. You fought what zombies or something? Yeah, not zombies, but yeah, zombies. Basically, zombies or robots or something. I don't know. Didn't matter. Yeah. And then it's kind of like to me, Fortnite was unique because it had the building. You you know, you could just crank 90s and you had nine year olds just build skyscrapers on top of you. Uh huh. But that was cool. I thought it was a really neat gimmick, but definitely a high skill like ceiling. Right. And now Fortnite is thriving because they removed it, (laughs) which is fascinating. They took out the one
1: thing that differentiated them, and now people are, like, right back on it.
3: Well, I think it's fine because they used that gimmick to stand out, and now that they're the quintessential battle royale, just go to the basics.
1: They don't need it to stand out anymore because they have, like, Thanos and uh, Nathan Drake and Spider-Man... And Rick Sanchez, like you don't, you don't need
3: mechanics anymore. You got the characters. Yeah. Like at the beginning of Fortnite, um, I tried it once, you know, I was like, not for me. Sure. And, and as much as I want to say, I'm immune to advertising. Like they put Thanos in and I'm like, that's hilarious. (laughs) You know, I I played it for a little bit with a couple friends and I, I, again, I'm not really into Fortnite even now, but I am fascinated at it as like a business venture, you know? Right.
1: Well, it's like it's almost like this alternate universe, and I think it's super cool that they've basically created a platform f- specifically mm-hmm. for activations in that way. Like they had, you know, a concert. I think it was a Travis Scott concert in the game. Oh, I, I'm so sad you mentioned it. I had a joke planned. Oh, did you? Oh, yes. my. Bad. let's pretend like I did. Uh, What's your? Talk
3: Ari- there's an Ariana Grande concert. There's an
1: Ariana Grande yeah. concert. Yeah. I wonder who else had a concert there. I can't remember. Um,
3: so Travis Scott actually had a concert in Fortnite. He did. Oh my God. And I'm in the belief that we should do all concerts in Fortnite because this one had drastically fewer deaths.
1: <laughs> Thank, well, you. Well, Thank you. Well, drastically fewer real life deaths. I'm sure a lot of people died on the battlefield. Well, no, you couldn't even
3: fight. Actually. I'm I'm sorry. I had a, I had a punchline. It got scrambled. Something, <laughs> something. People died in World. That's where I was going with it. I, I see it. Thank I see you. It. Thank you.
1: Perfect. Nobody died at the Travis Scott one because you couldn't
3: fight. Exactly. So you maybe we should,
1: yeah, we should institute that world rule in real life. Maybe have a have a way to Fortnite
3: is turn just, off arms. It's like I feel like especially where we come from from Smash Bros. Yeah, everybody wants to say stuff like, "Oh, Smash is the biggest video game crossover." And sure, yeah, I get it. But you have to be so naive to truly think that, because yeah, Smash's scale is video game characters, and, and you know what? Like they did do a good job of round like wrangling up the biggest icons in video game history. Yeah, of course. And but how can you compare it to having a squad with your boys featuring uh, uh Rick from Rick and Morty, uh, Ariana Grande, um. <laughs> Nick Fury (laughs) and Ninja. Yeah, uh, yeah, Nick Fury. Like, it's just... (laughs) That's just one of the most funny possible combinations imaginable. I'm looking at it, and apparently you could be the mummy,
1: which I didn't like the mummy, like the the actual monster, the mummy, which blows my mind. I've never seen that. Yeah,
3: you could be Chun-Li with Pokemon, (laughs) with uh, Superman and... Uh, Jinx League of Legends. Can you really be Superman?
1: Yeah. Oh my God, you can! I'm looking at it yeah. now. That that I. Why would he use a gun? That's so dumb to <laughs> me. Like, he has so many. Also, power. Naruto's in it. I did see Naruto. Forgot in about it. that one. Ah, uh, Beast yeah. Boy, apparently. Which like, uh, it, it it's crazy to me when I see this because I never see any of these. I feel like I see yeah. John Wick and a banana and sometimes a tomato guy. And that's yeah,
3: it. I'm looking at the full list right now and I didn't realize that the Infinity Gauntlet when you got to do the Thanos thing was the first media crossover they had. And that was season four. So that was yeah. a while in. Because l- let's be honest here. Fortnite was an instant hit, but it really blew the lid off or had the lid blown off when Drake played with Ninja. Like to oh, me, right. that's yeah. when... Um. I think it's a very similar moment in pop culture to when Kim Kardashian tweeted out a picture of Zero Two from Darling in the Franks and said hair inspo and then suddenly anime was cool. Yeah,
1: I forgot she did that.
3: Yeah, she she sure did. And I think Drake playing Fortnite with Ninja is just, you know how many dudes listen to Drake who would bully kids for playing video games? (laughs) And then he turned it all around. Yeah, it's. I don't even want to talk about, like, the stream Accolade Ninja's hit with Drake, because I think it's a little cheating. I think I could also break records if I had Drake on my stream.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I... Like, if you had any... Like, give me Elton John. Put Elton John on my stream. Let me play Fortnite with him. What would you him.
3: do with Elton John on your stream? I
1: Have a lot of fun. Lie to him a lot, probably. Like, I would just be like, oh, yeah, just trying to tell him what guns are good or not, you know? Trying to make yeah. him pissed off and die.
3: <laughs> I, um went to Tennessee recently to record music mm-hmm. and there are so many people there who are surging with history you know we're in this studio and we go to this uh gear like closet shop essentially like next door mm-hmm. and you know they have a good relationship with the studio you just come over borrow it take it back whatever um and we walk in there and guess who's there but the drummer um Aaron Sterling for John Mayer oh my god okay yeah. And also, like you know, Taylor Swift and uh, uh, several other people, sure, and just a a studio drummer for all, and it's just like, whoa, you know, and he's you know mentions, oh yeah, me and John, and I'm like, whoa, (laughs) the John. When have you ever referred to him had heard him referred to as a first name basis? Like that's crazy. The same John. That's nuts. Yeah, the same. Producer We had told me he worked on like the Kings of Leon album with like sex on fire and everything. I'm like, Jeez. that's crazy. And then, um, yeah, the recording, uh, no, no, that was the engineer. The producer we had talked to me about how he worked for, I don't know. Like it was an iHeartRadio radio type company. I don't remember sure. which. And they told him, Oh, he had to go do a piece on Elton John. And he, he was like, I'm I'm the biggest Elton John fan ever. He's like, this is <laughs> insane. So they just sent him to his house. Oh, and, my God. Yeah, and Elton is just like trying to like make him comfortable and and talk to him. And then he goes, you play piano? And he goes, sure. And Elton goes, show me something. And he goes, oh, God, <laughs> you, you know, like that's terrifying. Yeah, so he, he's a pretty good piano, so he definitely did some few diddlies for Elton. Yeah, and he, and he, you know, he was like, "It's not I like I Elton's gonna like kick well. you out of."
1: Yeah, it's not like Elton's gonna kick you out of his house and
3: be offended, but it still feels like, "Oh, like, yeah. I got to do this goes, in front of you." And then he's like, "No, no, no, l- 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 let me show you how I do it." And then he like, for I think proper piano, like, there's definitely like a force you put your keys in. Like he, is like slams on the keys like aggressively. Oh my god! Plays. Yeah, and and then you know he's just sitting in El- Elton John's living room and he just starts. Playing and singing Tiny Dancer. Oh, dude. You get your own like individual concert? Yeah.
1: Oh man.
3: Yeah. And then he he said, like during that, Elton was like a phenomenal guy. Like he asked about like his his the guy's wife, kids, and everything, invited him to the concert he was doing the next night, got a VIP for his family. And you That's know, awesome. of course, they don't talk since then. They're not friends, but he was just yeah. he treated him like he knew him forever. And I was, it's just insane.
1: No, that's so cool. I always wonder about that kind of stuff because, like, I've heard stuff about Elton John kind of being a dick.
3: Yeah, but it's always like, oh, he I said he was, but in like a like a "you're with me" kind of way.
1: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. I I guess if you're on the other side of that, then it'd be kind of frustrating or annoying. But yeah. It, it. Whenever I hear stuff like that about celebrities being an asshole or whatever, I think about how easy it is to catch somebody like if you're at a show if you're at a Elton John show and he has to worry about you know making sure everything goes right making sure he's hitting all of his points mm-hmm. the guy's got a million things on his mind so he might not be the most receptive if you just kind of pull him over and say hey give me this autograph and I get that's part of the industry but like yeah as as it becomes easier and easier for anybody to just go online and be like hey this celebrity is a piece of shit it makes me wonder like how much of that is actually true Right, because everybody yeah. has these stories. Um, I've never met a celebrity, at least not one. Whenever I see a celebrity, I'm always like, "Oh, I, there he is. I hope he's happy. I don't yeah, try to bug
3: yeah. him," you know. I I saw uh, Jason Siegel Oh, at this cafe near my house once, and that's that's the end of that story. You just saw him. That's it. I just saw him. That's it.
1: I told you I saw uh Tyler one right. Yeah, I saw Tyler One one day. I was coming back from like Genesis on a red eye or some Ooh. tournament, and uh, I'm I'm sitting at LAX at like four in the morning, and I look up and there's Tyler Fucking One walking down the terminal, and like I had to do a double take because I'm like that guy looks like Tyler One. That is Tyler <laughs> One. Holy shit! And like you know the the terminal's empty, so I probably could have just been like, hey man, can I get a picture? Because he's funny. I love that guy. Mm. He's hilarious. But I was also like, eh, he's probably the same thing I did. He worked a long weekend. I think there was like an LA, yeah. like he did like a weightlifting thing for Twitch rivals or something. I was like, eh, I am gonna leave him
3: alone. Um,
1: have yeah, I told you my Sinbad what I story?
3: To do too, but just real, real quick. I I yeah. forgot this until just now, but uh, I don't know if because uh, at Smash tournaments you were never like the after party kind of guy. No, never. Yeah, neither was I. But apparently, at one Genesis. At the after party, Craig Robinson was there from The Office. Craig Robinson showed up. <laughs> to, yeah, to a Genesis after party. I still don't know how that happened. I want to say it was it was a Genesis I wasn't at. I saw That's insane. I think like maybe six or seven. How, how did
1: he just roll up on it?
3: I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> but I just remember being on Twitter late at night, and I just saw multiple pictures. The the one person I remember is I saw a selfie of Vish with Craig Robinson. And I was like, <laughs> what is going on?
1: That must be so cool to just be yeah. a celebrity and be able to walk down the street, find a party, and you're instantly invited. You never have to worry about getting in, especially Dude, if it's a bunch of nerds like that.
3: Even even if I was, I could never do that. Like <laughs> e- I go to Smash tournaments and I'm still like shy and insecure. Like I, right, I never yeah. I'm so bad at acting like anyone knows who i am and honestly i prefer that i think sure. i'd rather be extreme that way than assume everyone knows me like the you don't know who i am kind yeah. of energy especially as like a youtuber and not like a
1: movie or a tv guy it's like if you assume that people know it even looks worse Yeah. You know oh,
3: and one time i played among us with jack black did i ever tell you that story uh, I
1: think so, but remind me and tell the the it, listeners it was, at home.
3: It was just for a charity event. They asked me if I'd play with like their celebrity. And I was like, sure. Yeah, yeah. They're just raise money for you know, kids dying. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, Yeah, yeah, sure. They're like, Oh, would would you mind getting on call to like cause they just that org just likes me a lot, honestly. Sure. Um, it's and they were like, Yeah, well, you get on call and just help our celebrity. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, sure. It's Jack Black. Oh my God. Yeah. And I just get on a zoom call with Jack black and the,
1: the fact you weren't even like prepped for that or brief that you just show
3: up at Jack black is there. Like that yeah. 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 So I, I help of all people, I help Jack black get his settings. And I'm like, I remember I was like, yeah, you boot it up. You, uh, I don't remember what I was saying. It was like, Oh, if you want to change your name, you click on this. And he goes, where I was like, uh, is it possible for you to share your screen? And then he just holds his phone up to the webcam. <laughs>
1: It's pretty good. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh and then I I did ask Jack Black some isolated questions before the rest of the people got in there. Oh man, you got a one-on-one interview with the guy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I asked him uh two very important questions. Uh a billion lions versus one of every Pokemon.
1: Oh, he said lions, right? He doesn't know Pokemon.
3: I I well, here's the thing. I think that. I think the less you know about Pokemon, the scarier they are, you know, because you, you think, think Charizard so? and Mewtwo, you know, like yeah. Like, he he definitely said like, oh well, Pokemon can breathe fire, and then he sat there and goes, but I feel like a a billion is a really big number, <laughs> and I'm and that's like, that's what it always comes man. back to, yeah. That's
1: my fucking guy. That's my yeah, dude, so right there. Just
3: just saying, Jack Blacks thinks the Lions will win, and then. Um, I just asked him who his favorite Five Nights at Freddy's character was. I'm not even invested in the series. I just thought it'd be funny, and then he just sat there and paused for a second and goes, "Springtrap."
1: <laughs> he knew. He had. He had. <laughs> and that's like a detailed answer. He didn't yeah. just say Freddy. That's like <laughs> intricate.
3: Yeah, it, it wasn't a chica. It wasn't a Freddy. It, <laughs> it was, yeah. So I was a little surprised, and I was like, okay, yeah. That would have made me jump a little bit like, oh God, didn't he
1: like, I assume that he probably got into Five Nights for his kids, right? His kids were like really into it. And he was like, yeah. does he have kids? He yeah, has he does. kids. Okay. Yeah. He,
3: his son runs like his, uh, Jablinski games and like his Instagram and all that. Ah,
1: right. He does have that.
3: Yeah. He's yeah. super young. And I remember that kid was apparently like a fan of all Tribe and in his like discord server. And, you know, we're really leaking some celebrity drama here because Uh-oh. Jack Black's son hit All Tribe with the Do You Know Who I Am?
1: <gasps> oh, no. Mm-hmm. Well, well, well. Do you know who my dad is? My dad's yeah. Bowser, so...
3: <laughs> my dad's more famous than your dad.
1: <laughs> Do you, like... Would you, uh, no, I guess is a dumb question. I was going to say, if Jack Black was your dad, do you think you would be embarrassed by his antics, right? Because, like, kids are sort of conditioned to be like, Dad, stop trying to, stop saying the cool kid Mm -hmm. stuff. Like, if Jack Black said a sussy baka, like the guy from Breaking Bad, uh, Dean or Hank or whatever. Yeah, he's like,
3: is is your dad sag? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, would that be, like, would you be embarrassed if Jack Black, Jack Black was your dad and he was doing that stuff. I don't think I would, but yeah. I also feel like if I'm the son, I might be a little bit more like dad, please be normal. I think right? the
3: age really matters because if, if I'm as old as I am right now and my dad starts tweeting about being a sussy baka, sure, I, I might, I might not love it, but I think I definitely be <laughs> like, he's having fun. But if I'm in middle school, oh, I am, I am in panic mode. Dad. Yeah. Stop. I'm so glad dabbing wasn't a thing when I was a kid because just parents sound very embarrassing with that one. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: No, I, I'm glad that it wasn't a thing, and I'm glad there's nothing to document that time in your life back then.
3: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, it's, yeah. I have a little think tank for you. Sure. Um, I have a list of celebrities who have all been documented to say, do you know who I am? Okay. And I kind of want to go through here. I'm not looking try at to it. imagine the situation. Sure, sure, sure. Drop it. I'm not looking at it. So you could surprise mm-hmm. me. All right. So this one is kind of an easy one. Uh, Mike Tyson. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. It's just intimidation. Like, who would he say this to? Because do you know who I am is not only a level of entitlement. I do yeah. feel like you have to earn to say this because like if I hear Mike Tyson saying that and I'm like, yeah, yeah, he can say it. But right. I think he's probably mad impatient, so I feel like it's to a
1: car valet or Mm -hmm. to a host. Car valet is good. Yeah, I think car valet is the main thing. Like they're like, "All right, we'll get right to you right now." And he's like, "Do you know who the fuck I am?" What the fuck? He just like gets all close to them. You know what I mean? Says he's gonna eat their kids. All the shit he says, and I feel like he's probably messing around too, because I get the sense that Tyson.
3: I don't think this is a phrase you can say sarcastically to a stranger. I'll be you don't think
1: so. I think Mm-mm. you can, I think you can in a, like, you mean it earnestly, but also you're flexing and you know that you're flexing, but it also depends where on his career, like, is this but like, you're
3: still assuming that they know who you
1: are in this. I mean, that's a fit. Fa- I think that's a fair thing to assume if you're Mike Tyson, right? Well, that's where the entitlement comes from is what I'm saying. I think he deserves to be entitled.
3: That man bit another guy's ear off. I, <laughs> I know so, who he is. That's all I'm saying. How I picture this, I think this is much more innocent because I agree that he's an impatient man. Sure. And I'm just, I imagine him ordering like a vanilla bean frappuccino uh-huh. from Starbucks. And then he walks over and they grab it and they
2: go, um, pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
0: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
3: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I don't know. They just read the name off and go, Mac? Mac uh, Tyson? Sure. And he, he's pissed that they wrote the name wrong. And I think <laughs> that's when he says, like, Dude, do you know who, who I am? <laughs> You,
1: know, you don't know who I am, do you? <laughs> but do you think he gives them his full name, Mike Tyson, not just yeah, Mike? Yeah.
3: <laughs> In my head, yes.
1: Yeah. Well, it's so short. I can see him doing it. I, I feel like there are two different worlds. One of them is like baddest man on the planet, Mike Tyson, and the other is Mike Tyson mysteries. You know what I mean? Mm, like he's yes. different now.
3: He's <laughs> he's goofy. So There's LeVar Burton Star Trek, LeVar Burton reading and reading him what was exactly in the rainbow reading Reading rainbow Rainbow. yeah sorry yeah yeah. that's the one dying mentally a little bit (laughs) no he makes sense give me another one um david hasselhoff no 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 rihanna oh sure yeah when
1: she was young because she like got she got thrown into stardom like when she was like 18 or 19 like that'll always do it to you
3: yeah i want to say like what was her like first big song? Cause also Rihanna has had "Pond the replay. That's what I was going to say. I just wasn't too confident. No, it. it's definitely that. Cause I remember hearing yeah. it on the radio and I was like,
1: Oh, this is kind of cool. And it's very different. And then yeah, I, I like of the replay. Yeah.
3: And um, I do want to check just, uh, that is something I would like to uh, see. Cause I do think you're correct. You yeah. She's a fact check on that one. Yeah. I,
1: she was very young. I think when she first like broke out, uh, not very young, but you know, yeah, she's she's uh, basically my age. She was born in '88, so she's 34, yeah. which means that. When did Ponder Replay come out? I'm 33. Uh, Ponder Replay came out in 2006. Yeah, so she was yeah. 18 or yeah. 17, probably 18. No, it came out yeah. in 2005, so she wasn't. Damn, dude. Yeah, she, she was, was young. a minor. Holy shit. Yeah, that's crazy. So, uh what? She is 17
3: had years ago. One Jeez. of the most impressive and decorated careers of anyone. Truly, yeah. And I I feel like Rihanna is just not appreciated enough, really.
1: Uh, she's kind of fallen by the wayside recently, right? She's not well, as
3: She's pronounced. not in the spotlight because she hasn't released any music, but like she's girl bossing behind the scenes with things like Fenty. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Also, I can't think of any other artist in that can come to my immediate head that's saying more hooks for people.
1: Yeah, she was a feature a lot specifically yeah. for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, she
3: had I, deep connections. Yeah, uh, Rihanna just had a brand like who else can release a song, especially okay. Like hear me out on this. Sure. Um who is Powerful enough to be a woman in Hollywood who can drop a song talking about whips and chains, and then still be revered as a girl boss and just a business woman. Yeah, you know, because I I feel like oh, the mass public loves finding something that can justifiably sexualize you, right. and then hold on to it for the rest of your life. Yeah, and it's so shocking to me that she not only had it happened, but she leaned into it full force and then was able to pull out.
1: Yeah. The fact that she made it work and then was able to switch up still after the fact. Yeah. Cause like I think sort of the pivot sure she's off. She's been it a little like bit.
3: she's had nude music videos as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she she hasn't been like afraid of her. Like it 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 felt like she was at the turning point between like the Britney Spears uh, Christina Aguilera, which was like early 2000s, like 2001, 2002, I think, 1999. Yeah. And that whole thing was just like, you know, like almost like a songbird in a cage where it's like, yeah. you do your funny little silly little pop music songs and that's what you're doing. But she like claimed something else sort of in the same vein as Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. who sort of made a spectacle of their careers in a different Yo, way. I love Gaga. She's a a weird one because like, she went the Madonna route for a while. And then she went like the whole, you know, I don't want to say insane. I'm trying to think of a better word for it, but the artist, the pure artist, like auteur with the meat dress and shit.
3: And then she was in the the movies. you know, she was a little, also, she's just incredibly talented. Everything she's done, she's killed. Oh yeah, of course. Um, she had, uh, her first album come out and it was like an instant success because, it It was the fame and then monster, and then she put them together to create the fame monster.
1: oh yeah, which is
3: crazy. but like if you re- I watched a video recently that showed it was um really cool video. It showed the biggest song of every month since like 2006. Mm-hmm. and it it didn't have any repeats either, so it just like it would pull down to like the third if they had to. Sure. And uh, just to really give you a taste of everything. And it's it's shocking how many hits Lady Gaga had in this time. Like, Yeah, you don't even think about it until you really sit down. Yeah. Yeah. The Fame mon- Monster were two albums put together, sure. But like, let me just read this off. And uh, just, just hit the big ones real quick. Um, Bad Romance. Rah, 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 ah, uh, ah, uh, you know? Yeah. Alejandro. Uh, oh, telephone yeah. Telephone with Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Um, paparazzi just dance love game poker face yeah um yeah she had a few others on here that were like moderately big but and then there just, was like you know the later like
1: born this way and stuff like that came a little bit yeah later. that was
3: on uh, Bo- uh born this way
1: <laughs> what's weird to me well yeah that was a different album right yeah <laughs> what's it's weird to me that she's gone though right like she, I don't know. I don't. Maybe I'm out of tune with like pop culture or pop music, but yeah. I feel like she's been gone for years. <laughs>
3: and... You are you are out of tune.
1: Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Is she still around like regularly?
3: Well, I mean, she was just in House of Gucci. Ah, uh, right. She's doing the movie stuff. Right. right yeah. Right, right. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay. But yeah, uh, she released Chromatica in 2020, and then Dawn of Chromatica in 21, which was still like the same album, but sure. Yeah. Um I, I just feel like she doesn't hold the same cultural relevance that
1: she used to. And it makes me think like, how long can you hold on to it? If yeah. you even want to. I don't think she cares. I, I think I she, think that's what
3: it is. I think she left yeah. her mark and she's done because she left a large stamp on a very dominant force of pop culture. Like she was by far the biggest force in that time period. Yeah. Um yeah, she changed so a she lot had, of
1: millennials' lives, you know.
3: Yeah, fame, fame monster, uh born this way. Um and then in 2014, she went a pretty interesting route. Uh she released uh Cheek to Cheek, which was like just a jazz club album with Tony Bennett.
1: Ah, okay. That's oh, you
3: haven't heard that. No. Oh, it's phenomenal. Is it? Uh Tony yes. Bennett,
1: that's such a weird
3: pairing, but it 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 is until you but listen it works. To it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh she had Joanne, which had um, mainly like you and I. That was like the biggest one on that one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, then she was in *A Star Is Born*. Right, that was the one with uh, was Bradley it? Cooper.
1: Bradley Cooper. Okay, I wanted to yeah. say that, but I couldn't remember—is him or Ryan Gosling? But I was thinking of *La La Land*. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, love *La La Land*. But yeah, a *Star Is Born* because that was a, a remake of a very older film. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big Gaga fan, but.
1: I wonder if she's ever she's never done the do you know who I am, right? She seems pretty down to earth. Like yeah, she's got the
3: whole diva thing, but it's for show, right? It that's what it feels like. I don't know how you can tell, but sometimes I feel like you can, especially you can when you feel
1: it. Yeah.
3: I think let's look at I know you know, I'm comparing like massive age gaps here. Sure. But let's look at Justin Bieber now versus Justin Bieber in like the Bieber fever phase. Sure. Yeah. Like. I would say he's just as culturally relevant as he is now as he was back then. Mm -hmm. It's just that he's in less headlines. Yeah, maybe not culturally relevant, but still like performing as well in like music is what I'm trying to say.
1: Still has like he's still putting up numbers and stuff, and and he's still as popular, but he's not in. Well, really, just the tabloids.
3: Yeah, like that's all I mean is right, I I think yeah. we're confusing like the musical performance with uh just tabloids because that's probably uh, true. Taylor Swift, for example, you know, she's way under the radar now. Yeah, no, that's but a good point. You can't deny the impact that she has now. Yeah.
1: If it, it I, I guess it's like the part of the 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 wheel of controversy is set up to get you to that level of stardom in a way so people yeah. talk about you and then once you're out it's like you know they're not talking about taylor swift anymore now they're talking about i don't know saweetie yeah <laughs> i, I
3: mean, don't kim know. <laughs> kardashian right like how'd she get started sure yeah, yeah yeah like i feel like kim kardashian like i don't want to sit here and defend my favorite little billionaire but i i do
2: <coughs> think like much like youtube
3: you're having a sex tape go viral is completely weird. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it was with Ray J, but like if, okay, hear me out. Sure. Let's say Robert Pattinson had a sex tape (laughs) leak. You know, I don't know why my head went there. Not Robbie P. Just imagine it. And you let's say you saw the girl in, it and you're like, damn, she's fine. What's her name? I hope she gets the TV show. Like, like, honestly, sure. how do you write that fame into something? I have no clue. Like she I've, wasn't no. born with nothing, you know, like her right. dad was the lawyer for OJ Simpson. Like that's a pretty big step in the door of just the Kardashian name getting known which I feel like people don't talk about that detail enough. No,
1: people don't
3: really. Like, I feel like that goes so far under the radar. (laughs) I feel like it was a big
1: deal back then, but now people just accept that they're like, oh, Hollywood royalty. So that's all
3: it is. Yeah, just fun little nepotism.
1: The, uh, I I feel like it's not the first time it's happened because it also happened with Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson uh, Mm -hmm. back in like the 90s, I think. They were like, you know, this big rock star couple. They had this... Uh, they had a video go viral and there was like literally for maybe five years. The only thing people talked about for Tommy Lee, who was like, I think a drummer for, I don't want to say Van Halen. He was a drummer for some big, uh, he was like a big musician. Um, yeah, but all anybody knew him for was cause he had a big dick. So it's like, that's all anybody ever said. Or that was like always the joke. And he got big famous off that for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Pamela Anderson leaned into it by being, you know, she was on Baywatch. I think she was on that before, but like she got more opportunities off of that. And that was before the internet. That was when you had to like get the VHS of the tape.
3: Yeah. Um, that's a lot of effort.
1: Yeah. It's very different. And I, I think it did get like, it was in that weird time in between like the analog and digital time. So like you could get it online eventually, but it was on Napster. So <laughs> you might just download a virus. Who knows?
3: Yeah, uh, I'm looking through, and I'm just always surprised whenever, like, celebrities are r- related. Yeah. Uh, oh, I hold on, hold
1: on. Before we go, before we go. Apparently, Robert Pattinson orgasmed for real in a Salvador Dali biopic.
3: Oh, I was just kind of hoping the sentence ended there.
1: No. I, well, <laughs> he orgasmed for real. No and joke. I'm like, okay, noted. He Next actually topic. did it. It's true. No, I'm, I'm shocked there was a Salvador Dali biopic that I didn't know about. Especially starring
3: in. Robert Pattinson.
1: Exactly what? Like,
3: uh, but, he masturbated for his love scene. Faking it just doesn't work. He quotes, um, "Yeah, that's fair." I, Robert Pattinson acting. is yeah. one of those guys who I I don't really watch most of the media he's in, but I've seen these interviews of him, and dude's funny. He's
1: a really cool guy, and
3: I love the fact that he tried. Parasocially, so, of course. Yeah,
1: parasocially, of course, of course. Uh, I I am. It's so funny to me how hard he tried to get away from the Edward Cullen thing. Like, yeah, he portrayed Salvador Dali in a movie nobody's ever heard of. He coming
3: Salvador Dali coming.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The coming Salvador Dali, which I didn't know he did that. Salvador Dali was so weird. Um, There's just so much of that that I've seen him like just pick up these weird little art projects in the same way that I saw like Daniel Radcliffe do it because he doesn't want to yeah. be Harry Potter. And none of them do. No. Apparently, the people from Game of Thrones can't get work anymore for a similar
3: thing. It's like, God, that must suck. Yeah, being too well known is is definitely an issue. It's like I, I feel like some people can sneak by. I'm I'll be honest, I'm surprised Tom Holland did.
1: Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Because he felt like, you know. Marvel really just idol factoried him. Right, like, they did. Out of nowhere. Yeah, he, he was nothing. And and then Marvel made him Spider-Man. And it I I did see him and I was like, there is a chance this kid is only Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> Forever.
3: Yeah. Uh, I felt that way Drink, about um. Nathan Drake, way... not on my bingo sheet. We'll oh say. yeah.
1: Yeah. Young Nathan Drake, which might make it a little bit better, but it still feels a little like that guy? Like Yeah. Uh I didn't that the same thing happen with Andrew Garfield though, when he was Spider Man. I don't remember him being like a guy. I think like, I was wrong. just too
3: young to be involved in pop culture then. Sure, sure, sure. But maybe.
1: Yeah, I don't remember him being like famous and like he's broken out. And like you yeah. said, Tom Holland is starting now. Even though Uncharted is like I forgot that movie came out.
3: Yeah, I wonder how, how it. Johnny Jr. was all, also like a big gamble for Marvel at the time because oh yeah. He was in a much more controversial state back then.
1: I think it only looks like a gamble in hindsight because I, I feel like that's like a that's something people talk about a lot is like them giving him a shot and he opened up the door for this metaverse or the extended universe thing. But only if you look at it through the rear view window, because if mm-hmm. the movie just comes out with Robert Downey Jr. and it sucks, it's just another Marvel movie and we don't get like we don't get to where we are now. Does that make sense? Like, it's only yeah, a gamble no, because because now it feels like it was the huge success that was the uh, Kindle to start all this other stuff. But if it was just like a 7 out of 10 movie, it's like, okay, well, there's another one.
3: Yeah, because, I mean, I, I remember a lot of people kind of felt like comics were dying at that time period. Dude, when the, yeah. And, you know, I think Hulk was actually the first Marvel movie, and it wasn't with the same actor either. No. Um but Robert, they kind of took a chance on Robert Downey Jr. because he was like fresh. He hasn't really had a lot of acting roles since he got out of prison for like what was it? I don't want to just say heroin possession be wrong, but I think it was like just <laughs> like, uh, like just a he had yeah. demons. Yeah, he he had drug addiction. Yeah, dr- right. I I just see a headline that said from drug addiction to jail time. So I'm going to assume it's something in that.
1: Yeah, but, he was he was kind of messed up, and he did nothing for a while. Um, yeah, and they put him in this spot
3: and now it feels like a no brainer because like he he killed it but it it was it was controversial back then
1: yeah it's it's weird to me to look at like so apparently iron man came out in 2008 and i really think that was like the genesis of this like the the For sure. marvel where it is now but it's fascinating because like if this comes out in 2008 which is 14 years ago and let's say you are i don't know 4 when it came out so 2004 you are 18 now right yeah. You are eighteen, listening to this podcast, and eighteen-year-olds listening. You have never lived in a world, you can't remember a world where comic books were not
3: the thing. Yeah, does that make sense? Like it's. I also we, I feel like a lot of the stuff I experienced early in my life, and probably for like the first, uh, at least adolescence for you, mm-hmm. um. A lot of the stuff that was deemed kind of like too nerdy to be cool is very in right now. Yeah. Like superhero stuff, it it wasn't like very cool. It was even, nothing. Even the movies weren't. Like, right. I, I feel like you can be at home now and be like, ah, oh, well, the comics are still nerdy, but but the movies are cool. And like right. back then, not even that.
1: No, it, it was very much like a, I think Batman was an exception because Batman always had this like I don't know. Maybe not. I'm trying I don't to think. think of, so. I'm trying to think of what like in between the Nolan Batman and the one before it. I was it Schumacher with like Batman and Robin with all the bullshit. <laughs> I think that was what was in the middle. So I think you're right. Um, no, but no. It it was never popular. It was never like a a, a big franchise. It's-
3: I feel like and I don't know if it's just because I'm in different circles now, but anime is also much oh, no, more no, no, mainstream no. now. No,
1: it's way more mainstream. And I could tell you that yeah. as somebody who never like so in high school, I um a lot of my friend group was into anime and it was always like kind of weird because like I never got into it and I didn't like it, but they would watch like One Piece. Uh mm-hmm. the big one was Girl and Lagan, also. My friends were really into that. And like it was very niche. Like you had to download the episode (laughs) off like LimeWire and then the sub separately, I think. Yeah, because there was no like hub for it,
3: right? The MP3 of not having sexual relations with that woman.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so (laughs) you had to dodge that one while you try to get the, uh, you know, you try to get the anime, but it was very underground, and now it's just like kids are wearing Naruto headbands unironically, in high school, it just happens.
3: Yeah, it's...
1: And not getting that
3: bullied for it.
1: No. At least I don't think so. Maybe it is. I mean, I'm not in uh I'm not in high school, obviously. So
3: Yeah, I, I just think like the difference is back when I was in like middle school and stuff, like Hot Topic didn't have My Hero Academia merch. Right, yeah. You know, it was course, just like Nightmare Before Christmas. Yet, <laughs> yeah, like that was kind of as far as it would go. Like, I, I think just the fact that we just have certain shows that are anime and then just make it into the cultural zeitgeist. Right. And it's like once every couple of years. It's not all the time. I think um, My Hero was obviously one of them. Yeah, it was pretty big um, for a while. Yeah. And then you had like, I think Darling in the Franks really hit the mainstream because of Kim Kardashian.
1: Right. I mean, like and a One lot of piece, these come and go. Death Note,
3: yeah. I, yeah.
1: I, I don't think they stick around for a while.
3: Yeah. You also had Yuri on Ice came out, in like I think, like 2016, 2017. Part of um, me wonders
1: how much of it, is, like Beastars, I remember when that was making yeah. rounds. But it's like, is this just in online circles? Because, like, remember, Netflix will... Gorilla promote their stuff. Do you remember Bird Box? Yeah. Sure and they do had remember like, Bird Box. Yeah, dude. they Like, I remember seeing all the buzz for bird box i'm like this is so weird why is everybody going crazy and then i watch bird box i was like that was okay and then i find out they're all bots and i'm like oh netflix got me okay
3: all right (laughs) i every time i hear bird box i i think of one joke uh ricky gervais made when he Uh was
2: hosting the golden globes pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from McDonald's
0: mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for a $1.49 perfect with our classic fries price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer
2: ba da ba 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 um he
3: Sandra Bullock is coming on screen or like on stage to Announce an award, right? Mm -hmm. And he says, announcing like from the. And if you don't know what Bird Box is, it's a series about looking away from what people are doing to survive, much like working with Harvey Weinstein. Uh, (laughs) Ah. And then, you know, the room kind of grows like, and he goes, and he's British. So he just goes, What? You did it. I didn't. (laughs) And. That's pretty and, good. Yeah, I I I will say if you're if you have like 10 minutes of free time, uh go watch Ricky Gervais talk hosting the Golden Globes cuz he was like on some shit. He was brutal, time. right? It's not that he was brutal. It's well yes, but it's he wasn't like roasting people. He was just like talking about how awful Hollywood is. Yeah. You know, and it it's one of those things where, like, you know, if you got the tinfoil hat, you're like, Ricky Gervais woke. He's never getting invited back to Hollywood. He's right. You yeah. know, like he he's like, yeah, just all like Illuminati headcanon stuff. Right. Yeah. And I I would definitely like to talk about that for a whole episode. Honestly, dude, I
1: I saw a video like that with it where it just I just saw it because of the Will Smith thing. Uh, God, I got him. my recommended about him talking about what he was like when he was hosting. And he said that he was trying to be, you know, the everyman. he's there for the guy at home. Uh, yeah. And not for the crowd there. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, we could just talk next episode about the Will Smith slap. Cause that is, that did just happen at least in our <laughs> world. Yeah. Uh, which, which I mean, a lot of people have given their thoughts and opinions on it. I just think it's pretty funny. <laughs>
3: Yeah, maybe I'm on the funny
1: train. The, yeah, maybe "funny" isn't the right word, but like, oh dear lord. Anyway, no, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I saw the Ricky Gervais thing, and I was actually kind of happy because that was the first time I've seen Ricky Gervais be funny. I'm not really into him.
3: Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I think like I respect him. Like, I don't think right. like all these like super brooding comments make me laugh. But I, I hear it and I'm like, balls. Yeah, <laughs> like. He's got balls. Well, cause you understand
1: what it means as somebody who has to maintain, well, not maintain relationships, but like you've been in the public eye and there is yeah. value in like, you know, keeping your network. Right. And making mm-hmm. sure that you're looked at in a good way. So to go on stage and nuke that or yeah. at least jeopardize it with people who probably think so highly of themselves, Just they can't take a joke.
3: Even like, yeah, I think that's the big one. But if yeah. I'm even around like a lot of streamers and I see something say something like, so on the nose about like what we do i'm like i don't want to i don't want to get near that person right and like even i'm guilty of that so like i i just see that i respect it because you know like he he said one thing i did like in that award show when it was just something about um so what we're gonna do tonight is you're gonna win an award you're gonna come on stage you're not gonna make a political statement because you don't know what the world's like. You you have been in school. Like, you you don't know anything. So just come on stage, accept your award, thank your agent, thank your producer, and fuck off.
1: <laughs>
3: and, like, you know, like, he's also someone who does not understand the real world. Right. At the end of the day. Right. But uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's nice to see somebody sort of – express. I, I think that there was a time where people were looking to Hollywood as like a moral beacon. And I yeah. think that that's starting to fall more and more as time goes on and as we could see celebrities and more and more like – I don't know. More and more of their flaws, at least on Honestly, social
3: media. And, I think that's you know. a result of, yes, social media, but like just the influencer market and like YouTube, Twitch. Oh, yeah, of course. those are like deified people right and i i think streamers feel much more like ordinary people than celebrities yeah of course and then you kind of sit there for a moment and then you're like wait <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute
1: <laughs> it's working think, on me
3: yeah i think they're like i think they're both normal people now i think like the influencer is kind of like the the micro celebrity right right where it's like you're definitely famous, you're definitely rich, but you're not in that upper market. Like honestly, I wouldn't. I feel like most like of the top streamers make more than like, you know, most of the actors who aren't like top billing. Than like a B list actor. I'm trying to think yeah. of like a B, like a. I don't
1: want to say Sean Bean because like he's you know he's pretty big, but like,
3: I I I, I would I'm say tr- like. Like, and especially someone at the top, like XQC makes as much as like an A-list actor.
1: Oh, yeah. No question. Like, XQC is
3: maybe not a DiCaprio, but definitely a. Uh, hmm. Yeah, not a DiCaprio. I would put him in like a. Uh, this one is pretty big. Yeah. Like Chris Evans has Marvel money. But like, I feel like that's like his biggest thing. Like, I. I yeah. I, I could feel comfortable placing him in something like that.
1: Maybe like a Don Cheadle. Like a, like, like,
3: yeah, big, Ah, yeah, he wasn't but, uh, he was space jam two though. So, oh, he was. Yeah. But you he know. had the, he had to work with LeBron
1: James starring alongside LeBron James. Oh God. I wonder what the budget for space jam two was. Cause it's mostly CGI, right?
3: Yeah. It's going to be disappointing. Oh, I watched space jam one recently and I don't know if I talked about this before. I think Maybe we like did. I think we did, but I'm, I'm...
1: Hey, it's it's universes <laughs> coming together, much like Fortnite. We could bring it back up. I feel like...
3: Uh, hear me out. I feel like Space Jam 1 could have just been like a Scott the Waz video.
1: <laughs> what?
3: It's what like, do you mean? The green screen in it is so amateurish.
1: Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, and
3: it's bad. And it's just like it's animated around him. And it's it's like I see this and I just think you could have like. I feel like, yes, it's a movie and animation is hard, mm-hmm. but you could do something of the same quality on a, on a much like shorter scale. Yeah. And just be a guy in a bedroom with like, oh, let's say you also do animation and then just hire like a background artist.
1: No, you're definitely right. I, I feel like you could make. Space Jam. I feel like you could make Toy Story, like a 15-minute Toy Story, like a YouTuber could do that today.
3: Yeah. The first Toy Story. It's crazy. It's The people are so smart now.
1: Technology advances at like an exponential rate, dude.
3: Yeah, it's, I think about like it's unreal. Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild having online multiplayer.
1: Dude, I saw Breath of the Wild has online multiplayer. I saw uh, Point Crow talking about yeah. it. That's insane. How do they do that?
3: They just, just hired the right people.
1: Jesus, man. It's insane to me. But technology just moves so quickly that you're just kind of, I don't know. I, I but I, I see what you're seeing saying about Space Jam 1. It's weird how movies just Age. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's such a simple uh way to put it. It's kind of reductionist. Mm-hmm. But those movies just look like hey, shit. Hey, some now. movies hold up. Yeah, I think that's why people like the hand-drawn Disney stuff because it's, yeah. like, the art style is so timeless. And then, and then that's why people like, like you know, Ghibli. movies like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghibli's good. Uh, or or even, like, you know, obviously non-animated stuff. Um, good cinematography stands forever, even if the film quality... I
3: feel breaks. like CGI, even if it looks really impressive now, it's how you date films. Yeah, because of course. if you go back and watch, like, uh, like Doctor Who... Even, like, Doctor Who from 2012 (laughs) is very, like, dated.
1: Well, that was in that weird middle spot between, like, okay, we've really figured it out and, like, how do we bring the text on screen in a rotation format? It's really bizarre.
3: Some of the movies that I think age the best are the most simple ones, Mm -hmm. whereas I'm sure you've seen it, 12 Angry Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always find myself coming back to that film because I think it's just like a masterclass of cinematography and just even more so a masterclass of doing a lot with so little.
1: Yeah, it's it's just in that
3: one room, right? So it's like so it's confined. It's a whole movie that takes place in one room. And it's, it's, it's a mix of two things for me. It's one, cine- like visually, how do you make it that interesting? Right? Because there are, there are a finite number of angles you can get. Mm-hmm. and, like, theoretically. And then when it comes to, like, the dialogue, it's like, you don't have any flashy gimmicks. You don't have, no. even have, like, a flashy story. It's just 12 men of a jury trying to solve a murder case.
1: And and you only have a limited amount of characters and interactions you can have. And obviously 12 is a lot of characters. It's plenty. Yeah, But it's still, like... How do you make it interesting when they're all just sitting in the same room? I mean, that was a play first, I think there was a time where uh where movie like the best movies were just plays adapted to film, and I yeah. think it's before they figured out how to use uh the unique medium of
3: yeah. you know film to be able to convey something better than something on a stage I mean, and they had like a good one the cast was good there was like a really big actor at the time, Henry Fonda, right
1: right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, I feel like a lot of those classic movies, like, I I know more movies came out at the time, but I'm thinking of stuff just like Casablanca, right? Right, yeah. Um, I watched Casablanca for the first time, like, three years ago. I think we talked about it. I asked if it was boring, because I feel like it would be.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
1: no, I was interested. Okay. Are you like, uh, so this always happens to me. Uh, Have you ever seen The Shining? Uh,
3: that's Kubrick, right? Yes. Yeah, I have.
1: Uh, Did you watch it like late in your life? Did you watch it when you were like 18, 19? Do you Uh, remember?
3: I watched it for a film class in Uh 2014 or 2015. I don't remember which. I was in college. Uh,
1: So I'm asking because I watched The Shining a few years ago with my wife, like maybe two or three years ago. And I experienced this really weird thing. And maybe I've talked about it on the podcast before. Apologies if you guys have heard this. But
2: I experienced this really weird thing where. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
0: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: I knew everything that was going to happen because of pop culture and, like, this cultural osmosis. Like, I knew all the beats because whether it's from Simpsons or other, like, Mad TV, SNL... Like, Mad Magazine, Cracked Magazine, like, obviously there are so many sources that have parodied this movie since it came out in Mm the 70s, and it's like, okay, guy goes to the place, uh, you know, goes crazy, tries to kill his family, and all of the scenes I've seen in other medium, and I'm just, like, stringing them together, and so when I watched it, it's not nearly as impactful for me, and I feel like it would be the same for any classic. It was the same for me. Yeah, yeah. But it's not I, the same for, like, The Godfather, right? The Godfather has a couple scenes that people uh, talk about, you know, offer you can't refuse or you broke my heart. Yeah. It's like but watching it's those
3: Star two. Wars without knowing, Luke, I'm your father. Exactly. How could you?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's impossible. But but you could, when you watch Star Wars, there's still so many other scenes that you yeah. haven't seen reflected. And, and I know I'm rambling, but I actually had the same thing when I played Ocarina of Time for the first time, like, two years ago. I knew about like the Dark Link fight and the end volley, but there's so much stuff that I never knew existed. And it was like, wow, there's a lot more to this.
3: uh, Just quick topic on one piece. It's like the spoilers in that are so like, when I say the one piece spoiler, everyone knows what I'm talking about. Something just
1: happened, right? I remember Twitter going crazy. Yeah.
3: Yeah. There's, there's a a new spoiler now. So now there's Mm -hmm. like, there's like three big spoilers in one piece. And if I say it and one just happened, and just by me saying that, everyone knows exactly what I'm talking about. Sure. Yeah. Um and what's so cool is that well, it sucks that usually those do get spoiled for someone. I feel like everyone who ever starts committing to one piece, like they can go into one piece knowing no spoilers, but the first major thing doesn't happen like the first major spoiler happens in like 500 chapters. Gotcha. So it's like you have to commit for a while. And somehow, as soon as people start and until they get there, somewhere on that journey is when they get spoiled. 100% Aww. of the time. It just, once you start consuming it, you're now like privy to what you should not be seeing. And it happens every single time. Everyone I've known who's, I've watched it, always finds out about that spoiler. Ah, that sucks. But what's nice though is that One Piece has so many other big twists that aren't worth talking about to where, like, you feel like you know all the major spoilers and then you're still shocked. Sure,
1: yeah, yeah, So yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, because people are talking about, like, I get what you're saying, like a Class yeah. A spoiler that blows up the the timeline that you think is going to happen, but there's a bunch of, like, B and C level stuff
3: Yeah, people and I think- aren't discussing because of those b and c spoilers when your guards are just so let down feeling like ah, i know everything then it just suddenly gets you even more off guard that's interesting cuz i would think it'd be the opposite i would think that
1: like trying to start one piece now and trying to dodge all the spoilers for you know a thousand plus chapters would be impossible but i guess you're right in the end it doesn't really matter cuz you're going to see so much other Stuff in terms of like a narrative as yeah. things go on.
3: Seeing it in context also changes things because like it's it's you know one one of the major spoilers. I'll just say it is a character death, <laughs> and um, it's not even a spoiler.
1: it's Characters not, it's, die, right? It's just
3: well, they don't in One Piece until they ah, do. You okay, know, it's one sure. of those. It's like I think they build you up for X amount of chapters, and then you're like, oh well, this character's not going to die. <laughs> And then they do. And I, I think even though I knew it happened when I was reading it, it's like I didn't know how it happened, you know? And I feel like there's still like a little surprise in that.
1: Yeah. I I, um, I think it depends on how it's executed too.
3: Yeah. But so. uh, talking about like The Shining, the I had a similar experience with The Matrix because I watched that for the first time uh, in film school. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know... Same thing as The Shining, where I, I, yes, I knew the story beats. Kind, I, I didn't realize I did, but right. just I've seen it parodied so many times. You know, like whenever he leans back, dodges the bullets, and everything.
1: That's and even like, more interesting because that all happened. Like, obviously, I, I, I collected The Shining bits over decades. Because yeah. it's like it came out in the 70s and, you know, the 80s, 90s, and then 2000s. And I just watched it like last year in 2021. But like The Matrix was all at one time because for the next two years after it came out, everything had like that, the spin around, kick shot. Yeah, uh, yeah. The 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 scene with like- I think
3: con- sunglasses. I think like red-pilled, blue-pilled.
1: That was big. The, the bank scene was in Conker's Bad Fur Day too, whereas like mm-hmm. they show up at the bank and like shoot it up and- like, there was so many references in the immediate few years that you didn't even have time
3: to not yeah. get spoiled
1: on it. So, yeah.
3: I mean, I just, uh, I, I was just like, oh, that's what that's from. And I had a whole lot of that. <laughs> yeah, I Like I remember- seeing references.
1: Like, you see it the other way around. You're like, oh, is this referencing that other movie? Oh, wait, no, this came first. Okay.
3: I mean, yeah. as a Melee fan, before I watched it, I was like, that's what Neo's from.
1: Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, He's the neo huh? in a world of Mr. Anderson's. Yeah, that's funny. Oh my god, to see the world backwards is amazing.
3: That's yeah. That's what it felt like. I'm it. I will say that I was not impressed with the movie visually, just no. because I watched it in 2014. But I, I feel like at the time, though, it had to be groundbreaking. Like just oh visually, yeah, because there's so much insane shit in it.
1: Yeah, when it came out, it was otherworldly, but. It, it again, like we were talking about earlier, it's so dated and it's also what's weird to me about the matrix in terms of it's like cultural stay is that it's not really as lovingly regarded as it was back then. Back then it was like a, like a landmark event. It was like, this is one of the biggest movies to ever come out, but I think the sequels really cheapened it and people really started hating the series yeah. and and the new one just came out and people hated that one. So I don't know if its legacy has been ruined, but Matrix was a big deal for a long time.
3: It's still culturally relevant. Like, it's even if they keep butchering the series like that, it's still going to pop up in zeitgeist with... We've used that word a lot today. Sure. uh, Just talking about what's going on.
1: Is it in Fortnite? Matrix has to be in Fortnite. I mean,
3: Keanu Reeves is in Fortnite, so... How
1: many Keanu Reeves are there? (laughs) There's John Wick, but like... Isn't there Bill and Ted? I think Bill and Ted were in Fortnite unless I'm making that up.
3: I just I just want a whole team of different Keanu Reeves. That's
1: what I'm thinking of because I know you could have a whole team of Jokers, <laughs> which is amazing.
3: <laughs> I, I really just want uh, three roles that Keanu Reeves have done and then I think at that point you just add Keanu Reeves. <laughs> when we did the uh, Fortnite tournament, we were going to do...
1: We we didn't have the skins for it, but we were going to have uh, Nesua, who was the only good player on our team. There's Nesua, Yeti, 5-Up, and me. And we were going to have uh, Nesua as John Wick, and we were his three dogs. So anytime <laughs> we died, he got mad about it. Uh, That's good. What were you guys? You guys had all the... When you guys killed us in that valley,
3: that, um, that yeah. screwed in, us. In Ludwig's Fortnite tournament. Uh, uh, So I was very inexperienced with Fortnite, so... We just went to the store and tried to find the funniest one and we did uh, Jonesy but in a karate outfit.
1: That's what it was. It was the gee. Yeah. Yeah. Now I remember. I, 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 I did the same thing. I tried to find the funniest outfit and I found the gilded guy one who apparently is a YouTuber. I didn't know that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's this giant gold guy with a big gold head and I was like, hey, that's kind of funny. And then I realized my head is huge and easy to hit and also yeah. I have zero camouflage. <laughs> I can't hide anywhere. I'm just standing on grass and I just stick out, so uh, we didn't do great, but
3: yeah, I'm I was really in the glad, same camp as you, yeah, I'm glad we have this podcast because I feel like on most of our social cycles, platforms, whatever, we don't have a large a large space to talk about like pop culture because right n- none of the fucking nerds know what we're talking about, and even now, some of them. Probably don't. We're just uh, white noise. But I'm at least happy I get to sit and talk to you about this.
1: I agree. I'm glad that we get to vent this off because I feel like you don't get to have these conversations often. And we can't do it with audiences because a lot of our audiences are there for like one thing from us, right? It's like Nintendo or Smash. And also just talking
3: to other people in the industry. Like, I'm just glad we're normal socialized people at the end of the day. Yeah, because it's less common than you guys might think. <laughs> as you're listening right oh, now, it's
1: probably just as common as you think. Well, <laughs> that's true. You could either be a cynic, uh, cynic or an optimist about it, and either way, you're right. But uh, ding, ding, that's it. We're 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 good for this episode. Uh, Fortnite was the start, and honestly, in a roundabout way, I think we stayed on it because all we talked about were different media franchises that may or may not be in Fortnite and mm-hmm. their relevance in the cultural sphere
3: the zeitgeist yeah. if you will yeah this was just a very um like hollywood tabloid centric episode starting with fortnite you know we t- touched on like drake ninja um we didn't even really talk about like children loving Fortnite. We even didn't even talk True, about yeah. um, Apple versus Fortnite in the 1984 <laughs> Dude, propaganda. That ad ad was they had.
1: insane. We didn't talk about the MLK thing either for Time Magazine.
3: I oh my one god, one is to talk about that really. Bad. I did I too.
1: I forgot about it because I. I don't had think it, it warrants down. a full
3: episode. So just real quick, just so everyone's reminded, <laughs> uh, Fortnite had a massive collaboration with Time Magazine uh, in January. Uh, for Martin Luther King Jr., and they put Martin Luther King Jr. in Fortnite, and it created some of the most insane (laughs) images. Like, you would be deranged for Photoshopping this together, of having, like, Rick and Morty hanging out with Alien and Ariana Grande (laughs) observing Martin Luther King Jr.'s museum and, like, the colored segregated fountains.
1: Paying respects by holding up a sign that says, like, end segregation now, the Alien has come yeah. from outer space to end segregation. My favorite thing about that whole story is the fact that they had to disable emotes because people were standing in front of Martin Luther King and doing the L dance. <laughs> oh, my God. I just... <laughs> <laughs> it's just Rick Sanchez is now racist. He's just doing the L dance <laughs> in front of Martin Luther
3: King. I, I think there's like mild racism. And then there's like disrespecting Martin Luther King jr.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a difference It's such
3: a grotesque way
1: (laughs) and allowing the platform for it to happen. Like, like in a roundabout way, obviously they didn't like,
3: they had to remove the emote that allowed you to throw tomatoes. (laughs)
1: That's so fucked up. Oh my God.
3: Oh, kids are they Rosas, also stole dude. Among Us. They did. Oh, we didn't even talk about that, dude. Oh my God. Fortnite is a whole whirlpool of topics, oh. ranging from honestly, if it's happened in pop culture, it's in Fortnite.
1: Yeah. Well, they'll or take it. it, will. it straight yeah. up,
3: I love the fact that they just. Well, I don't love it because it's kind of. Yeah, I
1: was about up. to say. But no, I don't love it. But it is. It is objectively funny, it, and and it, whether it's good or bad. It is objectively funny that they just took Fort uh, Among Us and they're just like, yeah, it's in our game. It just That's feels
3: it. like they're twirling the the stash of like the evil villain, like, ha ha. ha
1: yeah, Among Us is mine. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nobody's here to guard it. Mm, no
3: trademarks or LLCs. Mm, copyright laws allow me to do this. How sinister! Ooh. It's so funny, dude. <laughs> the uh, villain who's perfectly abiding by the laws. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lawful evil. That's I think yeah. what it's called. Yeah. But we did talk about Fortnite. We talked about culture in general and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. And uh, God, we could do a whole other episode, but we won't yeah. bore you. Maybe
3: that'll be next season. Yeah. Okay. Just one more. One more thing I want to talk about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, when you know, Apple has a thing where you have to buy like in-game currency through them if it's on the App Store and everything. True. No one's above it. And Fortnite, you know, agreed to the terms of services for uploading their apps. I mean, and. Of course, they didn't follow through. Then Apple tried to remove them from the App Store because of it. Mm -hmm. And then they said, fine, remove us. And then they did. And immediately, (laughs) Epic released a fully CGI animated trailer talking about how this is just like George Orwell's 1984 in terms that it's just like censorship. And it's so baffling to me because it it felt dystopian of like, all right, It was all about like rallying up. It felt cultic in a way. And it was just they wanted to make more money was what it really was. And it was a billion dollar company versus a trillion dollar company. (laughs) Who do you want to see win? And it's like the underdog is still a come on a massive company. Yeah,
1: it's 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 fascinating to me. The idea of mobilizing a fan base like that, when you've already yeah. got so, it's not like you're not a scrappy underling, right? You are yeah. a giant, a leviathan of yeah. culture. It's because I, I so see, weird.
3: you know, you have like all the like patreons, uh, uh, only fans, and stuff like that. Yeah, and I know that there are a lot of like creator, um, creator company issues, you know, right, yeah. and. I, then you see like companies like FanHouse come up that are like very like um, creator oriented, right? And it's like, yeah, that happens. I understand because um, I, I saw like the this the the CEO of a Jasmine Rice recently was like made a massive stance against Apple because they were also trying to do the same thing to them. Um, because trying they to were take all tr- money off the uh... the creator side, yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, yeah, so that's like cool fine whatever because like i can understand that from a very like smaller company trying to like fight with apple but i I just feel like epic games like come on (laughs) and i hate to say it i hate it because i think it was such a stupid needless fight and i hate that i side with a trillion dollar company on it i'm just like bro it was it was in tos you signed a contract yeah you don't want to root for either team because it
1: it sucks all around but you are like, come on, man. Are you really trying to mobilize your, your audience of 12 and 13 and 14 year olds to get on their Twitters and
3: Fortnite and Epic games could have had something like we are removing Fortnite in solidarity for all the smaller companies who are being fucked by this. How Apple treats them. Yeah. Like, I think if you do something like that, I can, I'm, I'm behind Fortnite 100%, honestly, but it's just when they're like saying that they are the victims of Apple's hand. I'm like, Honestly, no.
1: <laughs> it's so self-interested and it's it's yeah. it's not even trying to hide it, which
3: I think they could have pivoted away from. But yeah, you know. And honestly, they could have just done a thing where you you can play Fortnite on mobile, you just can't buy V Bucks. You know, like they could have really done that. Right. And that's yeah. less money. Than just giving Apple, I don't know. I, I hate defending Apple. I hate <laughs> defending Apple, dude. And yet I here you are to, yeah. doing it for minutes
1: at a time. How embarrassing. Uh, he yeah, loves I think Apple. that's what I
3: hated the most of this was like, I was like, don't, don't make me do this.
1: Yeah. As somebody oh. who uh, my wife loves Apples and Mac stuff, and I just, I don't know. I don't want to shit on her too much or make fun of her, but good Lord, that company. Yeah. Dude, her cables keep breaking. And they yeah. want, like, $80 for them. What the fuck? What is your problem, Tim? Like, it's yeah, just, I like Max.
3: I, don't get me wrong. I really do. Um, I do, like, all my editing music stuff on Max. I like it. I have a PC for, like, all this other shit, though. Yeah. And I love them. Don't get me wrong. But it's just, like, it's just the company, man. But yeah. you kind of get to a point where it's actually we're way over episode. We'll talk about capitalism. No next ethical episode.
1: consumption under capitalism, but keep consuming us because we are your friend. We're your friend. We are your friend through podcast form. So you can listen to us and no one else.
3: How Do We Get Here is produced by Deanna Gallon, Jacob Rabin and Zach Zeeks. Our theme music is composed and performed by Garrett Williamson and our engineer slash
2: audio producer is Justin Asher.